Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure do appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things, as I say so often, that y'all could be doing. So, thank you. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, tell others about it. Thank you so much. I'm incredibly grateful for it. I will try and use your time wisely for those of y'all that Continue to support the podcast financially over on Patreon. Thank you. Your encouragement and support mean a great deal. Got a little rain. Pretty good bit, actually. Been in the forecast for a little while, and it seems like it has finally come. So, I don't know if y'all can hear it outside or tapping on the windows right now. Garden certainly needs it. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for rain and the myriad of other blessings that you bestow upon us. Thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ. Forgive us our sins both individually and as a nation, the ones we admit and the ones we try and hide. Forgive us when we go our own way instead of turning to you. Help us to seek you first each day, to love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and body. Strength. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Guide our leaders from the president and vice president on down, senators, representatives, governors, admirals, generals, guide those in our military. Help us to strengthen our nation, Lord, by most by turning to you. Watch over those that are hurting, those who feel alone and abandoned. Help them to feel your presence. Thy will be done, Lord. In your Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. We're going to spend one more day. I guess we kind of are always spending time talking about choices, but I've got another couple quotes I want to read, but I stumbled across one when I was getting ready for this podcast. And uh, there's one, it, it's a great quote for a number of reasons, but there's one in particular that I just wanted to I guess two points tied together. John Jay, we talk about him often, first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. This is a comment by him. By conveying the Bible to people, we thereby enable them to learn that man was originally created and placed in a state of happiness, but becoming disobedient was subjected to the degradation and evils which he 
and his posterity have since experienced. The Bible will also inform them that our gracious creator, capitalized there, we're going to talk about that in just a second, has provided for us a redeemer, again capitalized, who has made atonement for the sins of the whole world and has opened a way for our redemption and salvation and that these inestimable benefits are of the free gift and grace of God, not of our deserving, nor in our power to deserve. So, as I said, there's a number of great things there. I'll talk about a couple of them, but really the one that reached out and grabbed me was the fact that Creator in this quote of his was capitalized just like it is in the Declaration of Independence. And when you know anything about the laws of nature and of nature's God in the first sentence of the Declaration, you realize that they're talking about God, the Father of Jesus Christ. And it's emphasized here in this John Jay quote again because he capitalizes Redeemer just a few words after that, which is a direct reference to Jesus Christ. We, you can't talk about this too often, folks. If our founding fathers had thought for even a minute that people wouldn't understand their reference to a couple hundred years down the road, their reference to God, the Father of Jesus Christ, by the laws of nature and of nature's God and capitalizing creator, if they thought there was any doubt about what faith they were talking about, you can only imagine if you're not being cynical or dishonest that they would have included it that they would have explicitly talked about it they didn't talk about it because everybody knew it it's a poor analogy but i've used it before it's like talking about if you were going to explain to somebody now today that knew how to drive and you said turn right or something you wouldn't explicitly lay out every single step necessary to do that. You would just simply say, or for example, if you, you just tell them directions, you wouldn't even tell them to get in your car. You would just say, well, you need to go here. And you would assume that they knew if it was a hundred miles away that they would drive. And, and as I said, that's a really bad analogy. It's just the one that has popped into my head at the top. Uh, a couple other quick points about this quote. Conveying the Bible to people. And, and the fact that we were originally placed in a state of happiness but becoming disobedient. That's quite literally what we've done today in America, folks. We were founded as a Christian nation. We talk about that on this podcast constantly. Uh, we've shown many examples. Our founders talking about that. Uh, our later leaders talking about that. The principles of this nation are, are Jesus Christ's principles. And the only way to argue that really is to be ignorant or grossly dishonest, malevolent. And so as such, as a Christian nation, when we don't follow those principles, there's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. And we're not perfect. We're never going to follow them perfectly. The problem today is that we're not even trying to anymore. We're not even attempting. We're, we're saying that what is evil is good and what is good is evil. And you can look at those core principles again on the left, 
Look at the citizens that support them. You talk about rejection of God from our public institutions. This is the first. Uh, abortion, murdering babies, feminism, right? Rejection of roles for men and women. Those are real close after. Uh, critical race theory, identity politics, the, the hypocritical standards of judging people based on skin uh, instead of merit based on ethnicity, based on class, right? Whether they're poor or rich instead of what they actually can do and, and whether it makes that institution stronger or weaker, right? All of these things, communism, socialism, illegal immigration, all of them, the problem today, it's not that we haven't had these issues in the past. The problem is today we have a number of people that don't want to call them issues. They want to say they're great things. They're good things, positive things. And when it's obviously that they're not. And so this quote from John Jay, when you become disobedient, you're going to have degradation and evils. And we're experiencing those. And then the last part, really, is this acknowledgement from our first Supreme Court Chief Justice that the only way to receive atonement is through Jesus Christ, and that this is a free gift, the grace of God, not of our deserving, nor even in our power to deserve it. There's no way you can earn. That's <laughs> When I start to get concerned, and it's often about the number of failings that I have in my life, uh, or whether I truly believe in Jesus Christ or don't, uh, all these little doubts that start to creep in because Satan, the devil, loves to play these games. I'm sure you all have experienced some of them in your own life, whether it's about faith or other things. The, the one light at the end of the tunnel, the one hope that I can cling to, the life raft, is Christ himself. At the end of the day, that's my only answer. That's the only answer there is. That's what John Jay is saving, saying. There's, there's, we don't deserve it. It's not even possible for us to deserve it because it's impossible for us to be perfect. And so the only hope you have is to cling to Jesus Christ who paid the price for your sins. And that's, that's historically, that's the basis. Even if you go back to somebody like Benjamin Franklin, who we talked about recently, that supposedly was a deist, right? His worldview was what John Jay just said. It was the worldview of Christianity. All right, so I just happened to stumble across that, and I thought it was uh, worthwhile. We're going to move on to the next one. This is by Patrick Henry. I can find it. It cannot be emphasized. I'm going to read a couple here. Too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by re religionists, but by Christians. Not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. Uh, this really probably, I, I know I say this not infrequently, uh, but this ought to be one of those quotes that I just read every single podcast. This ought to be something that I read every single day. This ought to be something that's taught uh, in classrooms across the nation. This ought to be something that we teach to our children because it's such a huge point. The reason 
the sole reason that we have freedom of religion, that you can come to America as a Muslim, as an atheist, as a Buddhist or Hindu, and worship freely here is because of the principles of Christ. That was the, the really deep point that our founders just knew that we have forgotten today. You don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American, but you cannot have the freedoms, the liberty that we enjoy in America without following those principles of Christ as a nation. It's impossible, which is why you see our freedoms and our liberties disappearing today because we've rejected God. We've rejected Jesus Christ. And so we're losing that freedom of religion, that freedom of worship, because at the basis, again, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, plural, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ specifically. And that's why all people of different faiths can come here and live and enjoy freedom. But if we don't have it, Folks, if we don't have those principles of Christ in our public institution and lives, we will no longer have freedom of religion and freedom of worship. And, and that's what you see today. And that's exactly why. It's, it's not anything else. We're not great because of our Second Amendment, which a lot of people on the conservative side seem to think. Uh, we're not great because we're so much stronger or uh, brighter and more intelligent, have more resources. None of these things are what made us great. They were blessings bestowed upon us, certain ones. But the thing that made us great was our relationship with God and Jesus Christ. And when you take that away, you take America away, which is what we see today. That's why we're struggling today across the board. It's not, and it's not, let me be real clear here. The, the shooting in Tennessee comes to mind. It's Folks, it's not that you're not going to have trouble in this life if you follow the principles of Jesus Christ uh, individually or as a nation. In fact, he tells us very specifically that we will have troubles. And if we don't have troubles, if we don't have heartache, if we don't have hardship, if there aren't decisions that we have to make that are uncomfortable, that we don't like making, that perhaps even put us at a little bit of risk uh, financially or, or security or whatever it may be. If, if we don't have any of those decisions, uh, one of my pastors used to say this often, uh, that I really, one of the best pastors I've had years and years ago, and it was really uncomfortable, it made you uncomfortable, but he said, he would look at us, he would get real quiet for a minute. And he would say, I question whether you really are following Christ or not, if you don't have any of that stuff, if your life is just going 100% peachy keen, right? And, uh, and that's just, that's at least something to think about. I'm gonna read one more quote from Patrick Henry here. That's just a great quote, another one that I, I should read constantly. Uh, and this is, Patrick Henry, well, I was trying to find a date, folks, but I can't find a date. Anyway, this brought on the war, which finally separated the two countries and gave independence to ours. Whether this will prove a blessing or a curse will depend upon the use our people make of the blessings. 
which a gracious God hath bestowed on us. If they are wise, they will be great and happy. If they are of a contrary character, they will be miserable. Righteousness alone can exalt them as a nation. Reader, whoever thou art, remember this, and in thy sphere practice virtue thyself, and encourage it in others. Uh, it's a great quote. I've read it a number of times. Uh, I'm going to kind of wrap up here for today, folks. But the righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people is a proverb from the Bible. Ulysses S. Grant, among other presidents and leaders, has used that quote, Patrick Henry here. Uh, and it's so true. And, you know, Henry tells us, that, you know, if we use these blessings of God wisely, we'll be great and happy. And we have been at times throughout our nation. If we're of a contrary character, then we will be miserable. And we, even if we don't know it today, folks, we're miserable as a nation. We're going down this path. So many other places in the world, they look from the outside in and they must just shake their head and wonder at all this we've been given. And we're, we're gleefully throwing it away. You kind of look back. It's not the same because we're not the same two countries in, by any stretch of the imagination, but you kind of see it with the British empire and how they just kind of threw pieces of themselves away. And, but we're doing that internally. We're just taking all these blessings really for granted as if we're entitled to them as a nation and we're rejecting God. We're rejecting that first line, uh, our first couple lines out of our declaration, you know, endowed by their creator, uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And we're just, we're throwing them right back in our creator's face and God's face. And that's why you see such misery. You know, there's enough things in the world that cause misery without us adding to it ourselves. And then the last thing, and I really will close, is just remember what Henry says here. Whatever your sphere is, you have a sphere of influence. Uh, I said this a lot last year on the podcast. I need to get back to it. Whatever sphere you have, you have a sphere of influence. If you're homeschooling kids, uh, you know, if you're a mom with two or three kids, one kid, if you're just a husband and wife, you have an influence with each other. If you are a custodian, if you're a teacher, a lawyer, a principal, counselor, doctor, plumber, electrician, every time you interact with somebody, you have influence in that interaction. And, and you need to, as we need to, as Henry said, we need to practice virtue. We need to really get our priorities in line. Everything we do should have a purpose, folks. Uh, even even our entertainment, when we sit there, there ought to be some kind of, you know, and there used to be, there ought to be some kind of moral lesson. There ought to be something that we're getting out uh, just almost of every breath we take. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to you all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.